1: I'm glad you brought the afternoon coffee because for some reason I'm extra cold in here today. There is a that's the difference. I think it's so hot outside. You walk into Twelfth Man Productions and I mean it's like you're stepping into a freezer. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) And now Uh, you've warmed me. We both know the alternative because (laughs) is there? You you know what? First time you did TV, did you ever realize the lights were that hot? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was that – was, I've it done just, a baseball
1: game one time. It was for uh, Cox Sports Television. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Cannon was doing the game. with me. Oh. They put some lights on us pregame to do the intro. Did the rest of the game with sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just baked <laughs> us solid. Those are the things we're they squint, never – We're the squinting the whole pregame because <laughs> – The lights are, are that you know, bright? Oh. Our eyes are basically shut the whole pregame while we're on camera. <laughs> Oh, they hurt so bad too. Oh my God, they
2: hurt so bad. You've oh been my. there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> man, I'm telling you. They, when you have that, my my last game in Florida before I moved to San Antonio was uh, Florida International. They started a football program. Don Strock was the uh, was the uh, head coach, mm. and so they thought it'd be this great idea of have Andrew run down to the field and get Don Strock pregame interview. Really kind of cool. Don't get me wrong. But then have Andrew run back up and tape the open. Well, Florida International is in Miami. I'm
1: I'm guessing this is August or September if it's an early. It's
2: the end of August. End of August. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, So Andrew's dark blue shirt was black from sweat. And I'm like, you I guys have got to give me five minutes. And I've got a stage manager fanning me with the, <laughs> with the rundown. Like, and I'm like, okay, if I close my jacket a little bit more, maybe you can't see the sweat stains. Underarms, uh, that shirt. I think I threw that shirt out. I'm <laughs> fairly
1: certain. People call this Never a glamour recovered. business.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: it, it's for the rugged. <laughs> it's for the tough. It, it takes grit, I was, as Jimbo I was, would say, to do broadcasts. I was
2: telling Jimbo over a camp, I was like, these kids are tough, but they're not Florida International sweating through my <laughs> shirt tough.
1: <laughs> they're not Studio 12 freezing their minds out over yeah. here
2: tough. You see your line yeah. work out over here. You guys here. don't even play in cold
1: weather. <laughs> we do radio shows twice a week, and it's like 55 degrees in there. <laughs> I, maybe I'll bring this up with Jimbo tonight. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is Studio 12, it is Will Johnson and Andrew Monaco, and then we are getting ready for the big one Yeah, this weekend. Yep. We're going to do a little programming here to start, just some content notes, because Andrew just mentioned it, the Jimbo tonight. Here's what's coming your way from Radio Crew, Learfield IMG College, 12th Man Productions, leading up to this... Game on Saturday, 2.30 kickoff, number one Clemson, number 12 A&M. We've got, it's a long time from now till Thanksgiving, but we've got a feast for you. Here yeah, we do. To get ready for the Aggies and Tigers. Uh-huh. And it starts tonight. Rudy's yeah. Barbecue over yeah. on Harvey Road. Yep. Yeah. The season premiere. Mm. The Jimbo Fisher radio show with yeah. you and Coach Fisher. And everyone's invited. I, You know,
2: there's this thing that I, I don't come. know that
1: you can come. <laughs>
2: Not saying you are going to get
1: in. <laughs> Rudy, Rudy's has bouncers for the first time. <laughs> it's a,
2: it's a great atmosphere. Um, I I love it. And then you know, honestly, this is the purely selfish part to be able to talk an hour of football with Jimbo. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, we're fortunate we get him at at, cer- at certain moments over the week. You know, he's here in the studios. I get him in the office that hour. You had him last year. That hour flies, doesn't it? Oh yeah. That's a fun mm-hmm. hour though. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's um you know and, and obviously we'll talk, you know, Texas State and and Clemson and you know, I'm you, I'm going to poke the bear a little bit. Team team gave up social media, so uh, I'm going to ask him about that because I know how much he loves
1: that social oh, media. <laughs> I bet he's loving it this week oh, after that presser on Monday. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: But th- I, th- I think I think it's so much fun. We will we will stream that um, and obviously all along our network and take some questions. What time are y'all getting started? Seven. Seven, Seven o'clock. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and again,
1: if you want to attend Rudy's Barbecue over on Harvey Road. You always give the exact address. 504. 504. 504. 504. 504. Harvey Road. Mm-hmm. Rudy's. Yep. You know, and the food's pretty good, too. The food is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. goes without saying. <laughs> Andrew will be partaking pre show. <laughs> <laughs> so. and, and maybe post. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Take That's, some home to Laura. That, that, <laughs> I mean, yeah. that hour, man. Because, yeah. you know, we're grinding. Mm-hmm. That's all we're That's doing right. is grinding. That's right. Right through it. <laughs> right through it. <laughs> but. Jimbo Fisher Radio Show tonight at Rudy's first installment of it. Also tonight, and you can also catch this tomorrow, uh, The Pulse uh, Texas A&M football television show comes to you from 12th Man Productions each week. First airing is tonight. We'll go into tomorrow with some Thursday airings, and we learned earlier this morning that it will now air nationally on ESPNU. That will be Thursday airings in the afternoon for The Pulse Texas A&M football. It'll take you behind the scenes with our program. So, you got that coverage, the radio show and the pulse tonight. Pulse extends into tomorrow with some of its airings. Right. And again, ESPNU, if you want to check it out there. We're gonna hit the road to Clemson mm-hmm. late Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And the coverage won't stop when we arrive in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I think it actually ramps up. Yeah. <laughs> so here we yeah. go. So Greenville, South Carolina is gonna be the A and M hub for this game. That's where the team will stay. Our next studio twelve on Friday. We'll come to you from the team hotel yeah. in Greenville, South Carolina. We're going to effort to get Matt Simon on and try to get him to wade through that busy schedule. Going to try to get Dave Elmendorf mm-hmm. on. Yep, I know he likes to be around the team and these walkthroughs yeah. and such, but we're going to try to get Dave Elmendorf on Studio 12. Now, what we will, uh, we will get Dave Elmendorf later yeah. for something, but also Friday, look for Arctic Cooler Talk. Andrew and I will be out at Memorial Stadium, Death Valley, We'll try to survive it. We'll try. On Friday. And then we're going to try to survive it all over again on Saturday. But Andrew and I will be out at Memorial Stadium in Clemson on Friday. A quick Arctic Cooler Talk. Excuse me. Uh, We'll just hit some quick points of what we're looking forward to in the game. That'll be out on our Aggie Football social media channels. Mm -hmm. Now, when you see it, be sure to click the link because then you get an extended Arctic Cooler Talk. It will be podcasted through to Studio 12. And Dave Elmendorf will join us yeah. for the podcast. Yeah. All of this coming to you from the side of the game. You're going to be ready for Saturday. Oh, man. It's that simple. So did I mention, by the way, Saturday? Oh, yeah. CHI St. Joseph pregame show, mm-hmm. one thirty. Yeah. Same trio. That can't come soon enough. Well, that's <laughs> going to be good. It's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also this. One more content note to mention. Our postgame show. Homer road? Mm-hmm. Did this with the Texas State game. We'll do it all season long. Our post-game show, Andrew's calls and thoughts, Dave Elmendorf's analysis and thoughts. I'll have some interviews from the locker room and the field, and then we'll get together toward the end Mm -hmm. of it, and we'll all chat about the game. The post-game show is now a part of the Studio 12 podcast. We get that up as soon as we can. On the road, give us a little leeway. Yeah, Might come Sunday morning. At home, depending on game time, we got we got the Texas State one up quickly. Pretty quick. Thursday night. So, our post-game show, Andrew, Dave, and I, now a part of the Studio 12 podcast. I can take a breath because I think I got through all the coverage we're coming to you yep. when it comes to this Aggie-Tiger yeah. game.
2: Yeah, and the, and the beauty of that, that post-game is you get Jimbo one-on-one and get his thoughts immediately after the game. That's tremendous to hear from him.
1: Yeah, and – he is so. It's kind of like the radio show tonight at Rudy's. That flies by. Obviously, it's a post game. He's got to get into his presser. We've got a post game show to get through. Yeah. You always end that quick two minute talk with Jimbo, and you know you could have talked so much more about mm-hmm. the game. You'll go an hour with him tonight at yeah. Rudy's. It's still not enough. <laughs> Jimbo is such a. He's been a head coach for a while now. And that's his basically his 10th year as a head coach. And he's still such a student of the game. Mm -hmm. He still just grinds and and is intrigued with every nuance of the game. He's a historian of the game. Mm -hmm. I'm sure tonight or if we caught up with him Friday or on the – if we wanted to, we could talk to him about going to Clemson Mm -hmm. all day long. Yeah. Because we know about the jimbo Dabo matchups right right now. right. I mean, ACC championships have basically been decided between these two while Jimbo was at Florida State. And on occasion, national champions Mm -hmm. have been decided with Mm -hmm. that game. Then Jimbo comes here. Yeah. But Clemson's not off the schedule. No. And they play an epic game last year that, lo and behold, ends in controversy. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's – and Jimbo Fisher said it when he got here. Jimbo versus Dabo is a coaching rivalry. Not personally like these two just go at it head-to-head. Now, Dabo kind of did that with the rival – University of South Carolina, Steve Spurrier, yes. for a while. They, yeah. they kind of jabbed at each mm-hmm. other. Jimbo and Dabo don't do that. There's a great amount of respect mm-hmm. between the two, and I, I think they really like each other. But when you coach against each other for that high stakes, there's an element of rivalry to it. Yes, A little is. bit of Woody versus Bo, mm-hmm. Uh Switzer versus Osborne, mm-hmm. OU Nebraska, things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's part of what Jimbo and Dabo are doing now. It'll be a 10-year tussle because – won't we'll see Clemson again for quite some time. While Jimbo's here, if, if we see him again at all, but yeah. there's an element of rivalry. To there Jimbo is versus. Diamond. There is,
2: and and you figure Jimbo. Jimbo, when I say walks in, he doesn't walk into it. He, you know, with with Bobby Bowden, some of the biggest moments in Florida State football, the fumble rusey happens against Clemson. Mm-hmm. You know, even even back to those days, and it is a rivalry. Interesting because I was looking to see, um. With, it, with, with playing the number one team in the second week of the year, Jimbo's done this before with his Florida State teams, either starting a year with a nationally ranked team, or I think one year he played Oklahoma in the second week. But the Clemson, in his tenure at Florida State, that Clemson game went from late September early November the ACC flipped that schedule I want to ask him about that if if that was because of both programs and made it more meaningful I, I don't know but that used to be a late September game which that's early for a game for those two mm-hmm. programs mm-hmm. Um, but again also from 2010 while Jimbo was there the ACC was going through some flux as well adding adding schools um, but you know that's that's really that's really interesting I, I think there's the I think with those two coaches, Jimbo and Dabo, that I think there's a respect for each program. That you, we know how much Jimbo prizes and, and, and lauds um, excellence. That's why he always brings up the Michael Jordans of the world and the Tiger Woods and the Tom Brady's. He there's a reason why they're on a different level, and I think both the coaches know that with with each other, with each other, uh, and and their programs. I, I think that's where that respect where that respect comes in where Dabo and Steve, it was tweaking because that's, that's in-state. <laughs> <You know, that's laughs> yeah, it,
1: It's not like Dabo versus Spurrier. I mean, th- those were jabs thrown off. The... Quick story before we go to break. I, a couple of years back, I got invited to the uh, Bear Bryant Awards down there in Houston where they named the coach of the year. Dabo was obviously up for it. And uh, Steve Spurrier that night was getting a Lifetime Achievement Award. So, all these coaches are getting up there, and they're paying homage to Steve Spurrier. Kirby Smart gets up there and says, I wear a visor today because I saw Steve Spurrier do it when I was growing up. It was unbelievable. You we have a great amount of respect for you, uh, Coach Spurrier. And then another coach, can't, can't remember who it was, uh, they, they said the same thing. I wear a visor today because I saw Steve Spurrier wear a visor back in the day. We love you, Coach Spurrier. Then Dabo gets up and he goes, I want everybody to know I don't wear a visor today because Steve Spurrier wore <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Spurrier had retired. He's getting a Lifetime Achievement Award, and the jabs are still <laughs> coming. I laughed so hard. I thought that's it was a, great. That's a
2: great <laughs> line. But that it was kind of good-natured at
1: that time with Spurrier. But but Jimbo Dabo, there's respect. They like each other. But you know when they go head-to-head, they really have that urge to beat one another because they know what the win might mean for mm-hmm. their programs. It's not about me. Jimbo right. doesn't want to win because – I got one on, on Dabo. Dabo doesn't want to win because I got one on Jimbo. They know a win in this type of game mm-hmm. means a great deal for their players right. and can really turn things on and send you into even bigger and better things yeah. down the road. Yeah,
2: so. that's, that's, the, that's the beauty of it. And I think both the coaches, but especially being around Jimbo, now it's the consistent message, consistency. And it's, it's so funny, Will, talking, doing the Ford ride-alongs and talking with the different coaches throughout A&M, that was a word Pat Henry said with his track program, "The consistency of the message." And, and I talked with Pat about, about Jimbo, the similarities. Isn't it interesting? they all share that, but the consistency of the message. Jimbo's not going to change. Mm-hmm. As a player, you better change. To,
1: that's right.
0: To
2: that, but that's where the, be like it used to be. No, it's not <laughs> And that's where the toughness. The effort, the discipline, pride, and as you said earlier, the grit comes in. That message will never change under Jimbo Fisher.
1: That's right. Will Johnson, Andrew Monaco with you on Studio Twelve from the South End Zone of Kyle Field. This was the site last Thursday where the Aggies beat Texas State and one and O A and M ranked twelfth in the country. Will now head to Death Valley on Saturday. 230 is kickoff. The Aggies and number one Clemson, the defending national champs. More talk about it on the other side of the break on Studio Twelve, right here. On the zone. Back inside Studio 12, south end zone of Kyle Field. Will and Andrew with you. Texas A&M and Clemson, 2.30 Saturday from Death Valley. Our CHI St. Joseph pregame show, 1.30 with Andrew, Dave, and I. And told you about all the coverage coming your way. I mean, it really starts with this show. Jimbo Fisher radio show tonight. The Pulse tonight and tomorrow. We've got Arctic Cooler Talk coming to you. Quick chat, Andrew and I from Memorial Stadium. Also Arctic Cooler Talk extended podcast with Dave Elmendorf. Studio 12 is going to come to you from Greenville, Mm -hmm. South Carolina at the Mm -hmm. team hotel. So plenty of coverage coming your way of this epic matchup. The number one team in the country, Clemson, against number 12, A&M. And look, it's become a story. Uh, Press conference Monday, A&M exuded confidence about this game. And people want to write about that. But, you know, my take on all this is ever since A&M, it feels like they broke spring camp. And and then you really started looking forward to 2019. Anybody who talked to these Aggies, players or coaches, they didn't want to talk about the Aggies. They wanted to talk about, oh, my goodness, Mm -hmm. you play Clemson. Mm -hmm. You play Alabama. Mm -hmm. You go to Georgia. You go to LSU. Everybody talked about the schedule. Yeah. So – You and I have talked to Kellen Maughn in this studio, Mm -hmm. and he exuded confidence. Mm -hmm. Talked to Bobby Brown. He exuded confidence about playing that schedule. Jared Hawker said what he said on Monday. Jamon Osmond said what he said on Monday. And those types of things are going to be met in different ways from people outside this program. Some will criticize it. Some will say, great. But, you know, you're going to get mixed results when you say things like that. But here's my thing. A&M, all that they've been saying is if is, is they are so tired of hearing about this schedule. They are saying, we're here too, mm-hmm. and we're a pretty darn good football mm-hmm. team. Everybody who has talked to us, take these players in that locker room, they're saying everybody who has talked to us doesn't want to talk about us. They want to talk about who we play. And these players are finally letting the world know, like, we are here too. W- Texas A&M can play too. And I think they're excited. To go out and show people that on Saturday on this stage against this team,
2: because everybody's forgetting there's a number next to Texas A&M as well, yeah,
1: and it's not a bad one either. No, it's and not, and it's not a bad football team. No, <laughs> I mean, no, and and just deep down, they wholeheartedly believe we can go win the game. Correct. This isn't an A and M team saying let's hang around. Right. Maybe we get a couple turnovers. Maybe we win the turnover battle, and maybe we got a chance in yeah. the fourth quarter. What would you – they're would, over there telling each other, we can win, so let's go win. What, what do you do if – if? and I'm going
2: to I'm gonna use Jared's name. And he said, man, man, I hope we give ourselves a chance. Oh, uh, man, you know what? I hope we keep it close. Oh, uh, you know what? They're better than us, so, you know, yeah. I hope we have a good showing so it doesn't hurt the ranking. No, you have to have the utter confidence. Bobby Brown, he went off at the same time saying, you know what? He, the chip on his shoulder is – we probably should have been 11 and one last year. And he started running mm-hmm. down the games that he felt that they gave away. Mm-hmm. I love the other confidence. Remember everybody's eyes were open when Kellen said, I think I'm the best quarterback in the sec. Yeah. That's the guy I want under center. Yep. That guy. Yep. And that's why Jimbo says that Kellen, Kellen won the job last year, keeps that job because of the guys in the room. And Jimbo says they will play for Kellen. That's, and it's not because it, it's, this isn't this isn't the recruiting world where you can you know, do whatever you want, and say you're the best in the world. You've got you got to prove it. And, and we've seen the improvement in, in, in Kellen Mond. And I think he does also. And that's I want I want my guy to say he's the best. Mm-hmm. You think it's arrogant? Fine. That's fine. You know what? Then you don't like any winning team every team yeah. that wins is always arrogant the only people calling them arrogant are the teams that they're stomping on it's it's that's <laughs> yeah. it's that simple but yeah. you're but you're right and even in the sec media days that's when we first heard we don't we don't look we're not going to play the spoiler we look at these as opportunities and that's exactly what they are here's your schedule this is the schedule you got to play them it yeah. it's it's i love that other conference. my problem is then the media all runs with the guarantee thing you know what I mean? Without going deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared guaranteed a victory. In his mind, you know what? Jared Hawker's a darn good left guard. But and you know,
1: when he said that, I could see it on his face. He's mm-hmm. tired of answering yeah. about the schedule. Yeah. And Jared Hawker wants the world know, to know that Texas A&M mm-hmm. has a contender themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, It was obvious when Jamon Osborne was at I asked these players that question. Oh, yeah. Here in-house, in yeah. our own studio, I ask about the schedule because I do believe it's a storyline but
2: it's a storyline I can see on it's their face the when they they
1: mm-hmm. almost roll their eyes by now yeah while the question is being asked when I do yeah it's a here we go again they just want to show the world that they are here too yeah and they belong on a yeah. national stage and a, and with the elite as well and here's their chance talks not going to decide at saturday, no, it saturday no 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 and I, clemson no. clemson didn't tape jared hawker's comments up to the hawkers to. They, they don't, don't do to. that No. I mean, they've just they've rolled everybody for a while now. They, but the, the Tigers and the Aggies, execution, all the, you know, the type of things you talk about when you play Texas State. Execute, don't make dumb penalties, don't turn the ball over. That decides Saturday. Not what Jared Hawker said in the press room on Monday. Faceless opponent. There you go. Eve and Clemson's looking at it that way, too.
2: There is something special to a team that is, like Clemson, ranked number one, getting everybody's best shot every week. Alabama has done it. You look at the great teams in the past, they have all done it. That's to stay on that level. that message has to be that consistency has to be there. that message has to be there and it is faceless opponents and and Jimbo was asked about that, and Dave Elmendorf turned to me and being the being the football player that he was, he totally understands it you know what You can't look past Texas State to get to Clemson. Human nature says yes. But you can't because, and I've always said this: you've got to go sit down in a film room after Texas State because if you didn't play well against Texas State, you're not getting snaps against Clemson. Yeah. And, and when you, whatever Saturday it is, or if it's a Thursday, you, Jimbo says this time and time again: you've got to win that snap. Does it matter who's across from you? You've got to win that snap, no matter, no matter who it is. Yes, I get it. it's you know it's it, it, you know you're going to have that that feel but like Jimbo Jimbo in a different way said what you said last year we have to be ready on Saturday at 230 we can't be ready we're getting ready on Tuesday that slow burn that you talked yeah, about slow burn
1: till game time
2: that's <laughs> Curtis that,
1: my old bulk co- and, <laughs> and, and he yeah. mentioned
2: that and that's why the practices are you know if you're a step off we're correcting that a lot of times you hear do it again don't do it just to get through it he's talking about pace Mm-hmm. interesting at that at the at the practices all this week noise is pumped in what they're going to hear at clemson yep. it's it's those details that just that just amaze me but i but i have a lot of respect for clemson because when you're number one it's a it's a target on your back no longer is is this you're no longer the underdog and you have to change that mentality that everybody's giving you your best shot you're going to get it for 12 13 14 or 15 weeks it's what alabama's done and that's what jimbo's building here
1: Yeah, and it's almost a situation if you want to win big, like a game at Clemson, think small. Mm -hmm. Get a rep today. Get better. Don't worry about Clemson today. Get a little better tomorrow. Focus on every rep, every snap, every play. Then when the game comes, do the same thing. If you you catch this upcoming pulse, you got Jimbo in the locker room after the game, and he was talking about the freshman who played in their first games, collegiately, against Texas State. And he said, yeah, you, you freshmen, you go out there, you see ninety-five, hundred thousand, you see the lights on, you know it's a national TV game, you know cameras are rolling. And, th- and then he just stops himself, and, and he's talking to each of the freshmen, but really he's talking to the entire team. He then says, guys, it's just practice, it's just ball, as Jimbo says. That's all we're doing here. You can crank up TV cameras and put 100,000 in the stands, or we can go out to the Coolidge practice fields and train, and it's just ball. And Damian Craig said it it, uh, when he was hired, when he got here with Jimbo. Jimbo was Damian's quarterback's coach at Auburn. You know, Damian had to quarterback Auburn through Iron Bowls Mm -hmm. against Alabama. Mm -hmm. You know, huge games. And Damian Craig said, Jimbo Fisher always taught me in times of pressure, in big magnitude moments like the Aggies will face Saturday, revert back to fundamentals. It's a, and Damian and C- Craig took me through a huge pass he threw that basically won the Iron Bowl in 1997. So said, if I would have dropped back and said, I can win the Iron Bowl right here, I'll be an Auburn legend, I'd have lost the game. I'd have thrown it in the third row or to an Alabama defender. The only thing I was thinking about was get the ball up, drive through it, hit him on the outside shoulder. Away. I mean, that's all I was thinking about. And that's with Auburn and Alabama fans bearing down you and they're deciding the Iron Bowl in the last minute. The the latter way of thinking, fundamentals and execution, will win against Clemson. Mm-hmm. Thinking about beating Clemson and the magnitude of the moment and how great it would be, will lose right. against Clemson. Right. Yeah. and the same for Texas State and on through the schedule.
2: That's the whole thing. <laughs> oh. You're you're absolutely right. It's you can you, you can only control what you can control. Mm-hmm. That's that's where faceless opponent comes in for, comes in. It's and again, last last week we said it because Texas State was the opponent, but it's still about us. That's the Dave Elmendorf line that Chuck Knox told him. It's about us. And the other one was mistake-free football wins. And as a, as as we were talking with Dave, it's not mistake-free football wins versus Clemson, mistake-free football wins versus Alabama. It's just mistake-free football wins. You can control those mistakes. You can do all of that. It doesn't that's where the faceless opponent comes in. And and you're right. You you revert. You revert to your habits and that's why camp was so hard and that's why practice, you know, you you go over something, you, you don't just get it, you get it till you can't do it wrong. You know what I mean? And that's uh, not what is it? You, don't do it until you get it right. Do it until you can't get it wrong. Mm-hmm. That's the separator between teams that are good for a year or two and teams that are good year in and year
1: out. Mm-hmm. I think that's my, one of my top three Jimboisms. Keep doing it till you get it right, then keep doing it until you don't get it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, and he's got a lot of them. It's a great, yeah, he does. You'll hear some of them tonight <laughs> <bet>. uh, <laughs> with the Jimbo Fisher radio show. This is Studio 12. We continue on Wednesday edition, Will Johnson. And Andrew Monaco coming to you from the south end zone of Kyle Field. We are back with more on the zone. Studio 12, south end zone, Kyle Field. Will Johnson, Andrew Monaco with you. 2.30 on Saturday, AM and Clemson is kickoff. 1.30 is our pregame show. Plenty of coverage coming your way. It's part of the buildup between the Aggies and Tigers. Second year in a row, these two face off. Matchup number 10 for Jimbo and Dabo. So 28-26 Clemson here last year, but the game was not without controversy, and I think there was a moment there when the fumble was ruled a touchback late in the game that it was the moment Jimbo Fisher endeared himself to Texas A&M. That was the moment everybody said, this is our coach. I mean, he really got after the referees. I'll just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of an understatement, but (laughs) – Seeing him defend his team in that manner. Yeah, it was a loss that night, but I think A and M, the twelfth man, knew they had something special in their head coach yeah. that evening as yeah. well. <laughs> so. the same,
2: same, the same way there was a buzz through Kyle last Thursday when Kellen's helmet was taken off, and Jimbo started marching out mm-hmm. <laughs> to, the, to the field. <laughs> I, you love, you love that. I, I agree with you. That was, that was a. Uh, you don't, you don't like that the moment happened but it was one of those signs. It it, it I think it showed I think it shown the 12th man that Jimbo's not above this program. Jimbo's a part of it. Mm-hmm. And it, we've talked about this with him before. It's the embrace both ways. And he's not embraced just his football and separated that football team. He's embraced the entire university and the fans know that he's genuine. Mm-hmm. And he and he's used that word as well for the yeah. 12th man.
1: And it, People always talk about, well, does this coach fit a school that they're mm-hmm. going to? All these coaching hires, they, they ask, what kind of fit is it? And for a while, I wasn't quite sure what that meant. You know, like, if a guy can win, he can win. That's going to fit anywhere. But it, you get a visual now with mm-hmm. Jimbo Fisher yeah. at A&M. Yeah. He loves the traditions. He loves the community. He's embraced all that is A&M. So
2: I think his values growing up with his parents match the core values yeah. mm-hmm. of A&M. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it, – it, it, Fans will always say when Michigan, as an example, a Michigan man needs to be the head coach. And I think it's not so much the Michigan, but whatever the values are at Michigan, you've got to fit that. Um, You know, Brady Hoke didn't work, and – I'm Rodriguez actually Rodriguez didn't either. No, so. Rich, Rich Rod was the one. That was the odd fit. That was the odd fit. Not not that Rich Rod can't coach. That's the odd fit of a spread into a system. You can't change a system overnight. Brady Hoke didn't work, who was a lineman there, and I'm a friend of Brady Hoke. Uh, it didn't work, and I was hoping for him. He'd coached under Lloyd Carr, and that didn't work. But Harbaugh, but when they say a Michigan man, I, I think you're exactly right when it goes by fit. I think you have to know who if you're a school who your next coach is you can't just go out and get the hot property because it may not fit with your pro i think that's where the
1: vetting comes in Mm -hmm. does he fit and i think jimbo fits here yeah perfectly i really do and now he gets his first win in year two takes it on to clemson saturday i mean you know he's up there and bright just grinding on (laughs) film and he knows a lot about the tigers (laughs) Where do you think Jimbo feels like he can hit the Tigers? I don't know if you have a lot of advantages on Clemson. Now, I do think the Aggies have a good football team so they can match up with them yeah, pretty well. But I don't know exactly where you just hit the Tigers and you take advantage of, of a weakness out there. I'm not. Quite, I mean, they lost a lot of those defensive linemen. I get, but it's not like yeah, the void four's different. of talent. Yeah, the f- it's different. I don't know if it's void of talent, but you do notice when you lose. Those guys yes. that they lost yeah. a year ago.
2: So a lot of the backups have, have moved either, and if they were tackles, they've moved to the end. They've kind of changed their body because it was interesting to go through uh, the the game boards that I use and see the difference in the sizes and things like that. So they moved a lot of the backups into those positions. So they, they were getting reps, and, and Dabo does something that I think Jimbo does really well in getting reps for his players to, to get that game feel. Um, you know, everything that I've read... They are really thrilled by their back seven. They love their linebackers and their DBs. And they actually, unleash Isaiah Simmons. He's listed strong, but he's almost like the, like the four-two-five that we use. Built a little different from Ronnie Elam, but it's almost like that fifth uh, DB. Um, maybe the running game. I, I I don't. You know what? I don't think it's just one thing. Or I think that would have been exploited already. I think it's going to have to be that 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 balance. I think there's going to have to be longer drives and you're going to have to get off the field. You, I think the, I think third down conversions become key. If you can get Clemson's offense off the field, um, they did a good job with ETN last year, running the ball. And I know he, he ran rough shot over, over Georgia tech. That's big. Um, I'm thrilled. To not see Hunter Renfro on Clemson, it seemed like he was there a decade. <laughs> a lot of ACC teams <laughs> but, in Alabama and but, the Aggies. Yeah. Justin Ross is good, and T. Higgins is really good, and Amari Rogers just might play on Saturday. So they have really good receivers. Jimbo talks about Trevor Lawrence, a guy that he um, recruited heavily. He really wanted him. And I love the way he brought up the athleticism and keeping a play alive. Uh, he, he doesn't get enough credit for that. You're th- you think tall. And you think oh, he doesn't have that mobility, but Jimbo talks about his athleticism, and we'll we'll talk about that with him tonight. But but Kellen on the on the forty yard uh, completion to Jamon Osman showed that escapability, the way he rolled to his left and he's a little unbalanced and still put it on the money to Jamon. I'm really interested to see now. I know it's Kellen's third year, but it's his second as a starter. I know he started as a freshman, but it feels like it's the second year for him. I'm really interested to see because I think they're both better, um, and, and I'm interested to see Trevor Lawrence having to play with a little. You know, again, this D line for A and M, Bobby Brown, he thought that there's a, a lot of room for improvement. They talk about striking with the hands, and but that total package and the and the depth in that D, D line. Jaden Peavy was was great. You know, you, you get into all of those players that you know me. I always fall back to line of scrimmage. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I think I think that's where it is. I don't think it's just one thing. I don't think you can say, man, we've, we've got to get that guy, that corner. We've got to take out that. I just think it's going to have to be that that solid game that they play. Clemson played a fantastic road game last year. They played from ahead the entire game.
1: Mm-hmm. A
2: lot of credit to Kelly Bryant, a lot of credit to some big plays. I think if the Aggies can play that solid road game. See, I don't think Clemson's going to be any different from Alabama. I don't think the moment's going to be too big. They've played in environments like that. I would like to see them play from ahead and not have to play from behind against Clemson.
1: Yeah, so something I often talk about on our broadcast, you hear it all the time. I talk about the red zone a lot, but I'll introduce this too and probably some more on our broadcast that the alternative to the red red zone is explosiveness. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't have to score and punch it in and grind it out from the red zone if, if you can hit the home run. Yeah. Well, you mentioned Travis Etienne. I think he's fantastic. Don't don't let him go wild on no. you. No. I mean, you let him loose, and he can go 80, house it on you real yes. quick. And he did it against Georgia Tech. Yes. And we know that. And it was, one that was tied for the longest run in Clemson's history. So I'm looking at that. You know, he's going to get his yards. they got a good offensive line. He's going to get his yards. Just don't let him explode on you. But on the Aggies, the other end, do you need some explosiveness in this game, too? And I've talked about the Aggies throwing the deep ball. And they threw a couple there in the first half against Texas State. Mm-hmm. One was almost caught by Courtney Davis, almost a great catch. Jamon Osborn shortly after brought one in at the one-yard line. Both were just dimes by Kellen Mahon. Mm-hmm. Fantastic throws. But I was asking Jimbo Fisher about this the other day when he did the interview for the Pulse that – how do you look at explosiveness? Because he also likes that time-consuming drive. He like he's he's an offensive coach aware of his defense. You know he likes them to get a little rest and then go back out there fresh and healthy. So how does he look at explosiveness? And he and you can tell he wants it. You know we need the big play. I'm never going to we yeah I like to grind it out, eat up some clock, score touchdowns. That's great, but it's not like I'm going to bypass a big play. We'll we'll take it when we can get it, but. It's also, I ask about the deep ball all the time. Do the Aggies have to throw home runs, which will be against a very good Clemson secondary, very good secondary? But I don't know if they just have to throw the deep ball all the time because these receivers proved it last year, and they can do it again this year. And, it, and Jimbo says it's kind of a part of his system. He sets them up this way. They can take a 10-yard out route when they're by themselves on one side of the field and it's clear out. They slip a tackle, it's not just a first down and 10. It can be 40 to 50. Mm-hmm. You can get explosion mm-hmm. that way. The Aggies got it through the run game last year with, mm-hmm. with Travion Williams. And mm-hmm. Isaiah Spiller took 186. Mm-hmm. So I always ask, does explosiveness have to come through the deep ball? Jimbo Fisher, in these two years here at A&M, or year and plus one game, he's proven I don't know if you have to just right. throw the deep ball all the time for explosion. He can create it with his system and i'm just asking the question how much does explosiveness decide saturday mm. because you can't let etn loose right and the aggies right. may need a few big plays themselves yeah. and obviously i'll always keep chirping on it whoever gets down in the red zone get get some touchdowns don't just resort to field goals yeah all the time. yeah and
2: and i think that's why jimbo talks about those chunk plays they're mm-hmm. such momentum turners and uh, i know we as a school chart the 20 plus yards i think jimbo has told us 12 yards on a rush and 15 mm-hmm. on a pass, what he considers a chunk play.
1: And the 12 yards on a rush, I mean, how many times have we seen the Aggies just blow by a yes. 12-yard rush? Yeah. They do it all. I mean, uh, Corbin had a 20-yard gain almost immediately. Yeah. You know, they blow by the 12 yards often. Mm-hmm. They, you know, Travion was getting 90, 70, and Spiller for 86 yeah. you know, on Thursday. So. Yeah, that's,
2: that's exciting. Yeah. Again, they are momentum changers. The other thing in the back of my mind, Will, Mike Elko, this is not just the second time he's seen Clemson. It's not just as the D.C. Mm-hmm. here at A&M. He knows Clemson also. And now this D, I think, has some confidence after week one of, of not, no longer just learning this defense, but now reacting. I, I think there's even more. So I like having Mike Elko on my side, <laughs> having to defend Clemson also, I and 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 to do it with more talent than what he's had in the past. When you're at Wake Forest and having to defend Clemson, you know you have to get clever because you don't have, you just you just don't match up talent-wise. It's that simple when it comes to Clemson and Wake Forest. Uh, now, now it, it's 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 even, it's even, and, and this defense is playing with a ton
1: of confidence. Yeah, they look sure look good on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Will Johnson, Andrew Monaco, with you from the South End Zone of Kyle Field. We will take a break and then we will come back. Take you to the top of the hour. We're back in just a bit on the zone. So just a few minutes to go, taking you to the top of the hour here on Studio Twelve once again. The coverage plan, a plethora. I'm going to use a plethora wow. coming your way. I don't yeah. use big words often, but I got to get some in there once a year. You know what I like? Mitting I like. Quota, I, I
2: like when you use them. You use them correctly. <laughs> That's what I like.
1: Are you sure? No, because I don't use big words. So yeah. I have no idea. It sounds good. Yeah. That's just, a lot. we got a lot coming your way. Now I understand. <laughs> Jimbo Fisher Radio Show with Andrew and Jimbo. Tonight, 7 o'clock, Rudy's Barbecue on Harvey Road. Also tonight, the first airing of The Pulse. And then tomorrow, a couple of airings of The Pulse as well. Thursday afternoons for the remainder of the year. The Pulse Texas a and football will come to you on ESPNU. We announced that today. Friday, the next time you hear us on Studio 12, we will be in Greenville, South Carolina. That's the hub and the headquarters of the Aggies on this Clemson trip. Studio 12 Friday with Andrew, myself, going to try to get Matt Simon and Dave Elmendorf on as well. We will be at the Aggies Team Hotel in Greenville. Then later that day, Andrew and I are busing over to Memorial Stadium, Death Valley. Bring you a quick Arctic Cooler Talk there where we will discuss what we are looking forward to into the in the game. And you can uh, check that out on Aggie football social media channels. Now, when you do, click the link mm-hmm. because then you will get extended Arctic Cooler Talk. It is the podcast version, and our partner Dave Elmendorf will join us for that. Saturday, one thirty, CHI St. Joseph pregame show with Andrew, Dave, and myself. And again, the post-game show all season long on our broadcast is now a part of the Studio 12 podcast package. Log on to 12 com slash podcast to find out more on that. So the post-game shows, the Texas State one's already there mm-hmm. available for you. They are podcasted immediately or as quick as we can after we are off the air. So <laughs> now that we found the correct link, it should be quicker.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we went through the one and it was that for helps. last year.
1: <laughs> That yeah. helps.
2: <laughs> also, and we'll talk more about this on Friday. But you had a chance to sit down with Kellen. That will be part of our CHI Saint Joseph mm-hmm. health pregame. That's, I, you know, it's you talked to Jamon last week, and I had a chance to talk to him this week. The feature that we have is these. I, I call it Aggies making Aggies better. This offense going against this defense. I, I'm going to say it, and I'm going to, and I'm probably repeat myself a lot this season. Those are two impressive young men. I love talking to Jamon Osman. I really do. And I loved your conversation with him because he just – you ask a question and he answers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And he answers thoughtfully. Mm And and Kellen, every time every time after sitting down with him and talking with him or when we had that relaxed conversation about the about the Espies, you just walk away going, Man, he is impressive. Forget the football. If you just knew mm-hmm. Kellen as a as a friend, just just impressive. So we'll hear from Jamon as well. And but we'll go we'll go through what we have uh, at 1.30 on Saturday. We'll do that more on, on Friday. So that click the link on the Arctic Cooler Talk is our version of but wait there's more. Right. 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 <laughs> if, if you click this link and we kind of hide Dave like we don't want to spoil it but you have to, you, to earn Dave Elmendorf you're going to have to click that link. So
1: yeah and, and and when you click the link the first things you're going to hear is Andrew saying thanks for clicking the link. <laughs> <laughs> and then we will discuss the Aggies and Tigers at length. Because we're grateful. Click the link and you'll get us at length. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm trying to. Use you packed? Much. I'm using too many big words. You Not packed? yet. Okay. Not yet. Me I neither. Flight leaves pretty late tomorrow. We got time. Yeah, we do. So we do. I've changed my mind a couple times. I know. <laughs> That's Will and Andrew from College Station. Next time you hear us, we're in Greenville, South Carolina.
0: See you on Friday on the Zone.